Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. Mm. Y'all. Dropping every Thursday on the hour of the 12. Yeah. Breaking all the curses, creating family well. Yeah. Saving my community, my passion is their help. Yes, I am a teacher, but I do not miss help. Looking at the world through a feminist lens. Dub it or trash, no recycling bins. Women are superior, we're gonna get our wins. Category clothes, the girls get their tins. Transphobic thoughts are shaky, they wobble. Homophobic creeps left behind, they dawdle. LGBT on pose, yeah, they model. Black to the future, we say poppin' models. Like a dice, like a dog. kind of mad at us <laughs> because we missed last week hey there was a reason we was reason and we're gonna talk about it on this episode so <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us welcome back to a brand new episode of black to the future, the future. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know we were trying to get that sound for the longest time. We're going to do it one more time for y'all. Welcome to a brand new episode of Black, Black to the, the future. future. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't push buttons. Don't, 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 don't do me. I got it right the first time. <laughs> anyway, y'all, we are here. We are here. I hope y'all doing well. We hope y'all are doing so well. Y'all are so blessed and highly flavored in the Lord. And okay, we're going to talk about what we kind of missed last week. We put a little bit of a disclaimer on the social needs if you was paying attention. Um, speaking of the social needs, um, if y'all could please go and follow us and then on your s- streaming platforms of your choice. Nice five star reviews about all of our content and stuff. We would love that very much. We would. Pretty, pretty, please. Pretty, pretty, please. So, as we always start, Mab, yes, your blackness, baby. My blackness is busy, but it's so happy and so, like, it's been overwhelmingly joyous. Um, and you know, I'm a cancer. And I, <laughs> <laughs> the tears are coming already. The tears are coming. <laughs> you, you know, well, my 
birthday was last week, and I got to see my family along with my Chicago family, my friend family. Y'all came down and acted the damn fool with me, and it was so much fun. We'll get more into it later, but I'm doing good, you know? Everything's coming into place. We got market days. I'm performing at market days. I don't know if I even told people that on on here. No, I think you mentioned it. You just didn't know what the official dates were. So what's the official dates for your market days performance and your time and stuff? Yes, there's an hour set. I'm doing about 45 minutes and I have someone else with me, Ned, who is an amazing artist, is going to help me. He's going to do four songs and whatnot. And it is uh, Saturday, August 7th on the community stage at Market Days Chicago in Boys Town. It's not called Boys Town, but... (laughs) In the North Hall. (laughs) North Hall Stead area. North Hall Stead. And we go, I'm going to be singing and doing all my songs, my acoustic stuff. I got covers. I have this Beyonce, um, uh, this Beyonce like mashup that I'm gonna do acoustically. I have y'all know I I'm everything. I do rock. I got my own songs, my little uh, R&B, my little hip hop stuff, my little trip hop stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm so excited, and I'm gonna put that in the description in the bottom. It is a free event, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. It they, is. They ask for donations if you can at, um, when you come onto the street because it's like a big street festival. But if you don't have it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, again, Saturday, August 7th. I'll be on from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yes, that means he got one of the late times. So we got one of the headliners. I'm just, I'm, I'm, you a headliner in my mind. <laughs> You headlined it, Mama. I am so proud of you and, and everything. I'm going to also put the um, the link again in the description for your SoundCloud so people can go listen to your music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what, one other thing. I'm going to announce it now so we can get it over with. Okay, sister? <sighs> Ready? Okay. So I have also started a new job. Uh, we got the music stuff, and I'm also moving. So at this time, I will be taking a short hiatus from doing the podcast. Not too long. I'm hoping to be back um, before a little bit around Labor Day. Excuse me, I got something in my throat. In your throat. (laughs) That's with a K. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But, yeah. But you see how... Being my sister, I can't, I, I won't be away too long because Zay and I have so much fun doing this. And I feel like this show has, I know we're doing, what we're doing this is to help um, bring more exposure to black culture. And we are as people and LGBT folk, trans folk, um, all walks of life, you know, we're, we're trying to do that. But I've gained so much from doing this, so I I can't stay away, and I I I would miss my sister too much. I really would. 
No, I, I'm, and this is something that's important and I'm thank you for sharing it with our audience. Um, you know, because we definitely had episodes when it was just me by myself or it was like me hosting or you hosting by yourself or whatever. So we've definitely had episodes like that, but this is one of those things where I wanted to start with you specifically. And then I wanted to move and just make it get bigger and bigger. But like you always tell, you always told me, you're just like, you the Beyonce. I'm just yes, Beyonce. Oh my God. Yes, I'm okay with being Kelly and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> no, Michelle dropped off before we even got this far. Let's be very clear. It was supposed to be a trio, but Michelle. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna harp on it too much because he had the wherewithal to say, "I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this before boundary. before it even got started." Yes, he set a nice That's clear boundary, head. and he actually was a guest on the on the episode once, so it's fine. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna try to see if I can get more interviews so they just won't have to listen to me talk. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to get some more interviews. So I can um, keep talking about these important topics as it pertains to being a black person, as it pertains to being a queer person, a femme person, and, and trans people, and did it out. I really want to have these conversations and put them forward. It makes us more cerebral, more aware. It makes us more connected. It's it's very important. So I appreciate you being with me on this journey. And like he said, just a small hiatus. You know when you know y'all know when y'all left get a little bit hectic and y'all want to kind of take a small break and step away. It is okay to do so. Yeah. It's and it's much better to say I'm gonna step away from this situation rather than be like just ghosting because nobody likes to get ghosted. We all hate that shit. Mm-hmm. So do that not only in your romantic relationships, but also in your platonic relationships or your business relationships. Keep a clear line of communication so there won't be any twisted com- tomfoolery and shenanigans and drama and stuff. So there's no tea. There's no shade. There will never be tea or shade between Mav and I, to be completely honest. So I appreciate you telling everybody and I, I love you always and forever. Too. I mean, it's, it's only gonna be a few weeks. Like it ain't before we know it, we're gonna be like, oh snap, and we gonna do it, be doing your birthday show. <laughs> My birthday show show. And speaking to you, how how is your blackness doing today? Uh I'm good. I am I am actually you know how do I describe it? It's one of them things where I'm kind of at the place in life where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like a full-fledged functioning adult person. Like, it's scary. And I know. (laughs) What's interesting to me about it mostly is that it's like, how do I explain this? Oh, when we was at the 4th of July party with my granny party and we was talking to my little cousin and she's 10 and she likes to be around us because we're energetic and full of life and stuff like that and that kind of thing. So it doesn't feel, and I feel connected to her, but I also feel connected to my mom and them who like 45 years and older. You know what I mean? It's like this weird place where it's like, I'm a grown adult, but I can still think of like child type of things. And I think I saw this on Twitter. Someone like tweeted something like, is it just me or is the people when we were younger who were in their 20s and 30s seem so much more older and more mature? They did. As opposed to us. 
And I think it's because we have so much more access, technology, and all that kind of stuff. So it goes by so much faster. Because if you could, if you asked me when I was set, if when I was ten years old, what the twenties and the thirty-year-old people was doing, I wouldn't have a fucking clue. And so, I personally feel very, very, very like, how do I say, like caught in the middle but connected and disconnected at the same time it's very interesting but i'm a full-fledged grown adult like we just took this vacation and this trip i'm doing <laughs> i'm taking a silks class with my uh, my good girlfriend my best friend jenny shout out to jenny jenny that i only took one class it's eight classes i only took one out of the the four that have passed i only took one <laughs> been busy that's another thing it's just like being busy i'm just it's not busy busy like it's bad it's just busy i got shit to fucking do right and so as far as that's concerned i think i'm just happy and i'm grateful and like i told my therapist everything's going well now i encourage everybody if you're able to if you have the um ability if you have the access please go to therapy talk to people someone who's certified to be able to help you because it's nice to, for someone to be able to challenge you and yet question everything that you do to for you to make it make sense so you can get the best life that you want, you know. So I encourage that for everybody who's able to do it. Um, but yeah, like I told my therapist, I'm like, I'm doing great. It's only one thing that I need. And <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Actually, no, we was talking earlier. I need a rotation. I need I need Tyler Peely, Drake, and State and Jake from State Farm. I just need all three of them. Rotate, rotate the three. <laughs> one at one from uh, the top of the head to the bust of the chest, from the bust of the chest to the thighs, and then from the thighs to the bottom of the feet. Yes, and then rotate. And then rotate. I just use baby and see if, if just from that description right there, y'all know that I have a type, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I'm just like, just those three on a rotation, I would be great. So, Jake from State Farm, if you out there, Drake, if you happen to hear this, because I know you, because I know you, because like, well, I, I know he like the girls, let me just be really clear. And then, um, uh, Tyler from P, Tyler Peely from P Valley and, uh, the have and the have nots, if, if y'all are available. If y'all are available, I won't ask too much. I won't. <laughs> I won't tell nobody. I, I, I'm just. Anyway, I just. Her people will call your people. My people, people will call your people. Like. Anyway, I, I, that's just the one thing that I need. I'm, not, I'm, I'm at the grown. I'm at the grown person, grown bitch, grown ass person stage where I'm like, I'm making my own decisions. I'm ready to wear it out. I'm ready to have fun. I'm ready to to get the love that I deserve, and yeah. I love that for you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of you. We are. Whew. And it, it's crazy. I I feel like a lot of uh stuff, a lot of um growth has come from starting this podcast and being able to have these dialogues and being not only introspective but not being alone in that introspection mm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. and I think that it's really helped us to not only see who we are 
more because mm-hmm. we know who we are. Right. But also recognize the world around us and be like, huh, and understand more mm-hmm. our place and where we want to fit. Not where we fit, but where we where we want to fit. Right. Because ultimately we in control of our own destiny and whatever destiny and things that you want to have control over, you have the power to do so. You just need to first start off with believing that you can. And I believe really talking and writing, writing it down, mm-hmm. speaking it into existence, manifest, manifesting, talking to people. When you start opening your mouth and start saying that things are going to happen and you start talking to people and making these kind of connections, great things can truly, genuinely happen. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and just wait for it to magically fall out the sky or you want to keep it all wound up inside... I don't think that's going to work. If it works for you, praise God. (laughs) But it ain't worked for me. And in the last, I don't know, I think I've been the most successful in the last, if I want to be frank, the last six months of my life. This is the most successful I've ever felt. I'm just laughing because I make people their flowers while they're here. Please give, please do. Give people their flowers. Tell people that you love them. Hug on them. Be honest with them, open with them, especially if you believe and trust in them. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about just a couple of things. We can also shoot the shit a little bit because we just <laughs> want to kind of like decompress and kind of relax. Because like we said, we went on this on this birthday trip. But I do want to talk about a couple important milestone things that are important to me that kind of happened in the media as of late. So, let's get into a couple of those things. Let's get it. Get it! (laughs) Like, you trying to get me together. I can push this button. (laughs) Yeah, I can push this button. Yeah. (laughs) We can do it, too. We can do it, too. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, so... Um, the first thing I want to just um, talk about real quick is this has nothing to do with um, the main topic. It's going to segue into it, but I want to talk about the program that I assist in running and at the job that I work at. Yes. So just so uh, I think it will be super helpful and super, super amazing. So I work for Chicago House and Social Services. I help run a program called the Community Health Apprenticeship Program, and it is geared specifically towards 18-year-olds to 34-year-olds who have a high school diploma or a GED, and they are also Black and or Latinx, and they are also LGBTQIA plus identified, and they are people who want to work in the field of community health. You know, this is a um, like a job placement kind of thing, but, you know, you have to do the program, you work through it, we build resumes, um, we also can become a, you can also com- become a certified HIV tester, all that stuff is very important, particularly as we talked about plenty of times on the podcast, how um, particularly black um, LGBTQIA plus people are affected by HIV and other things like that, and so I love the work that I do. Um, because it's a cyclical kind of thing. It's like, oh, we are being affected by this. 
let's train the people in the community to combat this so we can, you know, get to where we need to go as far as reversing these numbers. So the, you know, the, um, the effects can be reversed, so to speak. So treatment as prevention, counseling skills, we talk about the queer community at large. Um, we have different guest speakers. It's very great. Yes, you do have to be in the Chicagoland area um, as it is virtual and it's going to be in person. We're going to try to do a little bit of that now. Now that Miss Rona kind of dying around, dying out. Although Miss Delta Variant said, oh, y'all wanted a twist, eh? Get out, Delta. Delta Variant. Stop working. <laughs> okay, can you punch out, please? Jesus. <laughs> So, you know, I, I would encourage anyone under the sound of my voice, um, if they if you know someone who fits the criteria of being a black or Latinx person who is also LGBTQIA plus with the GED or high school diploma, 18 to 34, and they live in the Chicagoland area, please, I'm going to put the description in the bottom, apply to our program and you get to talk directly with me. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you get to talk to me. And, and, you know, it's, we also compensate you for your time after the interview process if you're in the program. So I, I just want to put that out there. And um, it's just part of what I just love to do. That's why I wanted to really start this podcast as well. So I just wanted to put that out there. Because I, I, I genuinely, sincerely, and adamantly want the people in my community to succeed. I want them to see how we can be in control of our own destiny like we were just talking about. And, you know, you can be exactly who you want to be. And now we have beautiful possibility models in so many people and stuff like that. So that's what I wanted to start with. I love it. And I, 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 I did undergo some of uh, the, the, the process with you. And I'm so thankful for that. And I learned how to do the HIV testing and um one thing that i really enjoyed was um being able to understand how to use uh the narcan oh yeah the naloxone train yeah so for people who don't know what that is that's you know it's a when people overdose on like narcotics and whatnot opioids and stuff yeah. opioids stuff like that uh in a, an emergency situation you can use that to save their life but mm. until they get to the hospital um so I just thought that was amazing. So I love y'all. Chicago House is the shit. <laughs> Thank you. So I will put that description down there. Please apply, contact me for seriousness or connected to people who you believe would be um, wanting to partake in that. Please share with others. And, you know, if you don't happen to get into this program or if they don't happen to get into this round of the program, it's a rolling basis. They're going to be another one later this year. So it's not a one-stop kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So, but again, now, like Mav said, like, it's like you learn so many wonderful things. You get to open your eyes to new things. And one of the new things that I want to talk about is the beauty of Black and Latinx trans women in our media. Uh, we gotta hit the button again. Oh, you want me to hit? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me hit the button one more time. Let me hit. Let me hit it one more time. Let me hit. Hold on, hold on. What did Nikki say? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna turn this into Queen Radio. I'm gonna turn this bitch into Queen Radio real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> One more time. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> anyway, so um, I want to do a huge shout out firstly to MJ Rodriguez, Michaela J. Rodriguez, Miss Thing. Mother herself. Mother has gotten herself an Emmy nomination. So if y'all have not seen, yes, history. If y'all not have seen the uh, TV show on 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 FX called Pose, I don't know where you have been. That's the first thing, but then, <laughs> but then the second thing is, this is huge. She um she's the character Blanca. She's the main character on the show as the lead actress. She's the mother of the house of Evangelista. Um, and so, you know, you'll have to watch the program to really, really get into it. Um, it's a beautiful show. It will bring you to tears. It will move you. It will bring so much insight into what it means to be a black or or Latinx LGBTQ plus person, specifically from the trans experience as they've got trans writers in the room, like Our Lady J and Janet Mock. And, uh, it's just literally perfection and so um they've already won emmys from previous you know seasons with billy porter winning um before but this nomination is monumental as she is the first trans woman i'll say that we know of because i don't want to disrespect anybody else that we know of the Mm -hmm. first trans woman to be up for a nomination for best lead actress in a drama Oh my gosh! And when I when I say Blanca's character development mm. has gone from seeing Blanca from the fir- very first episode mm-hmm. of Pose to who she is now mm-hmm. and becoming a, a nurse and uh, sorry spoilers, but anyway, Blanca's growth and her power, her insight, and who she is. Her comfortability in her own skin. Mm. MJ played, played, plays Blanca. Played. And so I think MJ is only in her 20s. Really? I think she's only in her 20s. Let's, let me, let me, that's what Google's for. How, how, how old is MJ Rodriguez? Google's. Let's see what Google, Google has Google, to Google, say. Google Let's see. <laughs> what does Google say? Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, no, I lied. She just turned 30 this year. Okay. Wow. Not us being the same age. That is so crazy. I love it. Yes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read this. This is what she said. So she said, she told Variety Magazine, I do believe this is a pivotal moment. There's never been a trans woman who has been nominated as a lead outstanding actress. And I feel like that pushes the needle forward so much for now, the door to open to be knocked down for so many people, whether they be male or trans, female, gender non-conforming, LGBTQIA+, it does not matter. Okay, it continues on to say, a moment like this extends and opens and elongates the possibilities of what's going to happen. And I believe the Academy is definitely making it possible and their eyes are going to be more than open. 
yes, I do believe they're going to continue. And I also feel like they're going to keep speaking and encouraging and informing and educating people around the world. I think this is the most important thing. And I could not have said that better myself as, as a trans person, um, particularly as a trans woman, I haven't had the full experience. So I can't speak to everything that takes place on pose, but those, the moments of being someone's mother on a television program and being able to see that reflected back at me as people like to call me their mother. They'd be like, mother, da 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 Like, there's little girls on Instagram and Facebook and they read, or people from across the world are literally message me. It don't happen like a whole bunch because I'm not famous like MJ or like, or T.S. Madison or um, Laverne or anything like that. But it's still the fact of the matter is like, we get to see the possibility model of trans people getting to be themselves in an open format and being recognized for their talent because that's ultimately the most important thing. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm so full. I mean, and like full of joy, full of like just happiness to see, to be able to live in a time where this is happening. Ugh. It, it's crazy. I... Literally was so excited because, of course, you know, you know, people like to play. So on the Academy Awards, you know, they was announcing each person for the categories. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they were they went through and it was I think it's like five people or something like that. And it's like two women from the crown, two women from something else. And then we got to that fifth person and like everybody had bated breath. And when it finally said MJ Rodriguez, I was like, ah! oh, <laughs> I was so excited. Like, ugh. And, you know, for me, it's not even the matter of the fact that she's, if she wins or not, because I've never seen any of the other television programs, I don't think. But um, it's not for the matter of fact that she's going to win or lose or anything like that. I hope she does win so she can get up there and let the speech, oh, she, oh. Let them eat Yes, if she get up there and win, I know she gonna, she gonna give one of those speeches that's gonna, like, it's going to be the speech. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the speech. So, it's it's kind of one of those things where we need to see a possibility model. And people need to see trans people, particularly trans women, as more than just these sexual objects or these people they, they propose us to be as, like, mas masquerading around as, like, men in dresses and stuff like that. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, and, I, and also, come on, key terms, possibility model. I just wanted to, to point that it out. It's important because the this is something I talk about all the time. It's like if I was, when I was 11, 12 years old, and all these questions and all these feelings and trying to figure this all out and my mesmerized um, energy with um, the women they had on Jerry Springer, even though it was very degrading, I got to see a possibility model, but it wasn't positive. There wasn't a good connotation um, behind it. And so now it's like, oh, she could win an award for being best lead actress or outstanding actress in a drama. Like, that's monumental. I'm not an actress, although I try to be. Oh, I try. Oh, I try. I might try in the, if I, <laughs> I definitely try in the bedroom if it's, if it's late and boring. But anyway, <laughs> if it's late, if it's not late, what Megan say? Yeah, um, it didn't happen if the dick wasn't snapping. It's it's, it's 
I'm sorry. Anyway, but you get to see the possibility moth and it means so much more. Yeah. And it's like, I'm so grateful that people are starting to see the humanity. And this is what's going to happen as we progress and move towards things. These categories are going to be broadened and more expanded and things like that. And if it means anything, the ballroom scene has also expanded. And the ballroom scene is where Black, queer, trans, uh, Latinx energy is. That's that's the that's the crux of our community. And we've opened it and expanded it and branded it and went out and made room for more and more people and things with shows like Legendary and even Drag Race. Like all of these things have opened and expanded. And so it's kind of like... I'm just happy. Like you said, I am full. This is this is why we need to see these kind of things because it's well deserved. It you know, she's amazing. And then her song is amazing. If y'all haven't listened to a song, it's called Something to Say. Um, Miss Thing can sing for real. Like it really get I'ma play a I'ma play a snippet. I'm gonna let y'all I'm gonna let y'all have a piece. Here's here's a here's a snippet. She could sing too. It's a high note in there that gets me every time I be like, ah! anyway. I, I remember, yeah, um, MJ uh, has a background in musical theater. She does. She was in the live production of Rent, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Come on now. But I'm I'm just very pleased, and I want to bring up one more um beautiful, and I've, I'm gonna snatch this bitch face off. I swear, like I don't. <laughs> She is so gorgeous and she deserves this. So, Lena Bloom, her name is spelled L E Y N A, is now the first trans woman to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I said hold on. Y'all got the hold on. This is Queen Radio. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My bitch is gorgeous, Lena Bloom. I'm I'm doing the bows. I am I'm gassing my bitches you up. You gotta put something in the in the byline that says this is the la 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 episode air horn edition. I'm gonna have to put right with the descriptions. Go be like, <laughs> like we finally got an air horn. Get ready to get into it. Okay, so so first of all, Lena, yeah, she's gorgeous. She's from Chicago. Let's be very clear. Very clear. Hometown representation. We love to see it. We love to see it. So she's the first transgender woman of color to appear on a Vogue it in the India, excuse me. But as of late, as of late, when this came out, She's the first trans woman to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And we know when you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you are looking like the sexiest piece of goodness. Like looking like a looking like a, a pecan almond of goodness. I'm gonna attach the link for it in the description, but y'all need to go look it up. Lena Bloom. 
Shut up, ma'am. Deliciosa. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. Um, she she's I don't I don't know her full nationality, and I don't want to misquote it, but let me just look right quick. But she's more than just a model. She's also an actress. She's she's done different films and stuff like that. She looks amazing. And so I remember the I remember one of my most favorite moments of one of her commercials is she did this commercial. I think it was a makeup commercial. And it was where her father was behind her and her father was supporting her. I literally cried. Literally cried. As a black trans woman, seeing someone's father support them and love them. It's amazing. It's it's People don't have that experience, mm. and to see that, it, you don't. And it's uh, she Polynesian, so she's black and Polynesian, evidently. So I'm gonna kind of go with that. But um, it it was it, again possibility models, possibility models, because the idea is that trans women, we are people that you can see like, oh, you look like a man, you know, and we, and then you're putting on a wig and da 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 da, da. and sh- and you know. If, if we're able to be air quotes clocked, which means people can see that we're trans or whatever, then it should be um, easy to tell and, and all that kind of stuff and that we're not pretty and all that kind of stuff. Like, but that's not the case. We already know that to not be true. So by putting her on this cover, um, other people were on there too. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, oh God, what is her name? The little, the tennis player. Oh God, God, what is her name? I can't think of what her name is, right? I think it's Jennifer something. Um, but um, anyway, it's just like, it, this is so important. It's like, look, trans women are gorgeous. We are beautiful. We are valid in our experience. And it's like, she's not hiding anything. If you see her and, and you are attracted to her, you like women. It's okay. It doesn't matter if there's cis exactly. or trans. I think, and that doesn't make any. I that that whole logic doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, about like men who are attracted to trans women, mm-hmm. and them thinking, "Oh, that means I'm gay." Nah, nigga, you ain't gay. <laughs> it just means you got eyes, nigga. That's what the fuck it means. It just means you got eyes. And and the soul doesn't lie. It really doesn't. Um, and I, I, I told you this before, remember, it was one time, and you know my gas, we was at, uh, it was some, some bar, mm-hmm. and this boy, ooh, we. Gave you everything that you needed. He, you know, and he, he was a trans man, and he was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And he told me, and I, like, I, we were dancing, and I felt his compression, uh, for his, and I was, mm-hmm. and, but I could, the, he was saying, man. "Oh, I was like this man. He, he, he finna take me home. Don't stop him." He was fine. He. It was so sad. I never got his number. If well. you hearing this, <laughs> man, I said if you was at the club in 2019 and you was wearing this and you was looking like. <laughs> Please, you like you was it? What's it called? Misconnections. Mab is looking for a misconnection. Please. Yes. He was bad. But it, it it's the you really me being a spiritual person. 
I know it's it's very uh there's no science or anything, but I read it. I, just for the guys out there who are still stuck in that, oh, I'm gay because I'm attracted to a trans woman. No, you're not. Mm. You're straight as pole. <laughs> you may be a, a little, you know, and it's okay. And it's, it's okay. And like I, I think it's also um, the fear of not being completely straight or being queer or being mm-hmm. queer adjacent or anything like that maybe or different right and it's like when are we gonna get over ourselves well i think the the biggest issue in this situation is that these men in this particular case that i'm talking about and that we're talking about is that they don't want to be perceived as gay which inherently means that gay is bad and or wrong which which they always backtrack and say, ain't nothing wrong with being gay, it's just not me. And it's like, okay, great, but don't make it seem like it's something bad. This is this is like you're you're at that dichotomy. It's like if if you don't like trans women because they don't have the genital preferences or that you don't have the if you have genital preferences or whatever, that's fine. But I don't want you to be getting bent out of shape because you happen to find a trans woman attractive. Or if you're a gay man and you find a trans man attractive. Because let me tell you, I love men. And I just talked about uh, them three niggas earlier in the rotation. But if I ever see Marquise Wilson. Or Late Ashley. If I ever see Late Ashley. <laughs> I'm going to compromise my Christianity. I'm going to compromise it. And Chella Bad is straight. Even if I see Chella Bad, oh baby, he and he got a whole girlfriend. Baby, <laughs> it's it's like and yeah, like these constrictions of what you think a is <laughs> not you grabbing your heart. Mab is grabbing his heart, his chest, he from the fan himself, getting all flustered. He is fine. <laughs> Tell your fine daddy, I said. Ah. <laughs> Let me stop. Anyway, the I, I want to point these things out as because they're possibility models. Trans people, we are just as valid as cis people and uh, GNC people, gender non-conforming people, or non, non, non-binary folk. We are just as valid as cis people. Our expression, however express your gender, is still valid. Like, it doesn't take anything away from anyone else for you to exist exactly how you are. Me being a trans woman doesn't take away from cis women at any capacity. And if you think it takes something away from you, I would really like to hear what you think it takes away from. Because if it's taking away job opportunities, if you think it's taking away um, access to men, if you think it's taking away this, you think it's taking away that, please tell me what the queer community is taking away because... Plot twist, if it's anything that you think is like uh, procreation, first of all, we fool. We don't need no more people. But the second thing is, we've already talked about trans people can create children. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be an issue. And they're not going to inherently come out trans because cishet people create queer children all the time. So, question mark? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I just... If they, if anyone is genuinely trying to understand and put these puzzle pieces together, please reach out to me. This is part of the work that I do. I have these conversations. I help people. Um, I just want that to be clear. And let me, oh, let me say this real quick. This has nothing to do with this, but this is on my spirit. We was talking about men. <laughs> 
There's there every time there's a lovely gentleman in my DMs. Every time. Oh yeah. I'm gonna need y'all to start coming a little bit more correct. And by correct, I mean you have to come with something. You can't just show up. What a Laverne say? You can't. If you gonna be in my house, nigga, you ain't gonna just show up with nothing. Yes, Laverne, Laverne. did say that. Proper Laverne, she did say that. You're not gonna be here just not bringing nothing to the table. You gotta bring you. You have to be. You have to be available with your emotions. You have to be available with whatever um, finances. You have to. You have to be available with where you are in life. You have to bring something outside of dick because guess what? As time is changing, women are now gaining more access to things. And as we gain more access to things, we are not going to need men. You know, it was a lovely Twitter thread that got reposted where a man fully explained why men or why women needed men. And we needed men because we we couldn't have bank accounts. We couldn't own land. We couldn't we couldn't vote. We could do nothing without a man by our side. But now that we're gaining more access to things and getting more resources and things like that, we don't need y'all to provide those things any longer. So just bringing money and dick is not enough. And if someone says, no, I am not interested in you, and you decide to call them all kind of slurs because you bent out of shape, that is something about you. And trust me, I screen record and I will post it. I have no shame. Yep. None. <laughs> Mav seen it. I will post, uh, if you jump my DMs and you be disrespectful as hell, I will screen record it and I will post it. Full stop. Hey, y'all y'all know I'm a whole dude over here. And it, it, I, I know I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very sympathetic, but I saw this post after I seen that, everything they were saying to my sister, I saw this post, somebody had posted, this girl was like, Sometimes I miss the days where men just went off to war and died. And just and died. <laughs> and died. Oh my damn. Because like we we do y'all. Talk to a man. Fellas, we gotta get some act right in us and we gotta be more appreciative of our women in all forms because they are beautiful creatures. Um yeah, like we have to. It's it's a necessity. Yeah, and 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 not to say that every woman is perfect. God no, there's no one, no group of people are monolithic. There's no way that every group of women, every group of black people, every group of black next people are going to be the same. So that's something you have to let go of. And the the point of getting to know somebody is to be available and to put yourself out there. Me, full T, full disclosure, if you have my DMs and say, hey, you're sexy, I want to fuck on you, that is better than coming in with some fucked up shit and some backwards ass attitude. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I just wanted to, um, that was a really interesting segue, but I had to get that out there because this one pissed me off. I was just like, really? And it was ridiculous. It was just. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. If you want to know what it is, I will share with you. I got the screen recording. So hit my DMs if you want to see the DM <laughs> conversation. If you want to see it, I will send it to you. I don't care. Sis, speaking of social media mm -hmm. and stuff like that, where it's just like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. It's very entertaining when you read it because you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I saw Zola. <gasps> Come on. And 
I remember you posted that thing with T.S. Madison, and I didn't know where the fuck it came from, and I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> and then to see it is, I'll be, I'll, I was not prepared, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting in, in the theater, and T.S. Madison on screen start praying in the back of the strip club. I cry. I cackle. Oh, now. now, let me play it real quick. I'm going to play this for y'all because this is everything I need. This is from the movie <laughs> Zola. Zola. It's a movie that just came out a little while ago. I'm going to play it real quick. Y'all listen closely now. Listen to this because this, this is exactly what I'm after, okay? Father, we are asking you a special prayer today. Special prayer. Special prayer. Special prayer. Yes. Lord, we asking you to send us because we was on the vacation but when I had seen that me and Dexter were sitting next to each other in the hotel and then he, and when she said 840 with good credit with good credit 840 I was like yes that's it <laughs> and she said send us niggas with culture I said yes I need y'all to be culture because playing video games is not a culture I'm gonna need y'all to pull it together culture Credit with A40. Bring it. Run me. Let's go. Like, <gasps> y'all need to look. Taylor Page, everybody in that, because I love Taylor Page from Hit the Four. Uh, that that VH1 show, which mm-hmm. she's singing for her butt off. But this movie, uh, shout out Solana. Solana Boo, I love you. Um, love you. Uh, they they, they uh, wanted us to go see that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, okay. So when we we got to theater and I I started seeing it, I didn't realize what I was getting in, myself into. Mm-hmm. And they told me that this it's a whole uh, Twitter thread. This was a true story of these these girls. Mm-hmm. It was like this white girl, this country, this who was appropriating black culture. Mm-hmm. You know she uh, and then uh, she met this dancer and then they went to go dance in Florida. It is a whole, I'm going to send it to you, it is a whole Twitter thing saying how they fell out in that entire story. And when I tell you I read it after the movie, the movie did it such good justice. It was so, it was funny. It made me upset. It made me want to choke a nigga for real. Because I was like, you don't touch my my girls like that. Don't touch the girls. Mm. You don't, you don't put your hands on you. So, it, it gives you, it gave you all of that, and I, I, we, we, the the whole theater, and it was a small theater of like maybe like fifty seats, mm-hmm. and when I tell you, everybody was cackling and laughing when it was serious. Everybody was on the edge of their seats. I'm looking around. I was like, this is the movie of the year. Like this movie. Ugh. I gotta go see it. I have to go see it, but y'all need to go check it out. It's called Zola, Z-O-L-A, and when you send me the link, I'll put it in the description as well so people can read about it, see the Twitter thread and all that kind of stuff, but shout out to T.S. Madison. We love you, another powerful black trans woman who is making it happen. She said, culture! 
840 credit score. I'm just like Maddie. <laughs> I could have did what you know the blast where we like grab at each other and you run off. Yes. But I was, it was one of them laughs. Oh, God. Okay. Like, this shit is so good. Oh, my gosh. Not you. I'm crying. It's okay, child. So, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the next thing in there. We'll go ahead and put a button on this, okay? Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, we I'm, we gonna start this recording right here because I need to, to cuss. and we gonna talk and we just talking about the movie during the break, y'all. We talking about the movie a little bit more during the break. And Matt brought up you can see penises in the movie, so if you want to go see Zola and see some penises and laugh at T. S. Madison, please. You know, and you know, we get a lot because we women, we always they always show it full frontal on rated R movies, full and frontal titties and stuff like that. So when you see dudes, it's like whoa. <laughs> it, and, and that and it's the it's the complete objectification of women it's like their body isn't sacred in any kind of way but for some reason a penis is sacred for god knows whatever reason like it's crazy and it's and like it... <laughs> it don't make no sense but anyway i on this past birthday trip because it was mav's birthday happy birthday Mav! <laughs> So now you done grown up and now you done you done got a little bit older, a little bit more mature, you got a little bit more culture. <laughs> when my credit is good. <laughs> so Mav done got a little bit older and um I see I think about birthdays in a very special, magical way, but I want you to talk about how for you how birthdays working your life and what they mean to you particularly in in the field of being a black queer person because sometimes our birthdays ain't really given what it was supposed to give so i well you know me i have this big uh trauma response when it comes to birthdays Mm -hmm. and like i i get anxious i get depressed around birthdays I I try to avoid them at all costs, not even mine, everybody else's, because I just feel so, it it messes with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But through the love of my people, you know, I've come to to terms with that and have been able to embrace and love on myself more to appreciate the day I was born. And I appreciate Oh. Baby, when I tell y'all they came down to the A, came on down. We went to this one club called Bulldogs. Okay, so shout out to Bulldogs, cause I done heard all the things from the girls and the gay boys, all y'all butch queens. Like I done read it, I done synced it. I was like, y'all hyping it up a little much. So it was I being in Chicago and being you know y'all. I'm chocolate. I'm dark. And being in Chicago and going to like Boys Town, the clubs, blah, 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 yeah, there are people that look like me, but it's a sea of mostly white folks or lighter skinned folks. And I'm always, I'm not appreciated mm-hmm. in the way <laughs> that I would hope to be at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely treated differently. I've had a few situations in some of the clubs where it was negative because of my skin color and because of people how they treated me because of that um 
But when we were at Bulldogs, and I look and I see everybody look like me, and when I tell you I've never had an experience like I did in Chicago at those clubs, unless we were like at the the, the club at the south on the south side. If if you if you're in Chicago and you go to the club on the south side, you go to Club Escape, or you can go to the uh, Jeffrey's Pub. And unless we're like I, it's different because at Bulldogs. You, I felt more comfortable talking to people. People came were coming up to me and talking to me. There was this this uh, this this Jamaican man. He came up to me and Not was like, "I'm glad I'm waiting for a drink." And <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Are you maroon?" And I was like, "What does that mean?" He was like, "The maroon is like the indigenous people from Jamaica." He was like, "The the pure the pure blood the pure mm. Jamaican." And he was like, you you remind me of Tate Diggs. You got like the, the, and I was like, oh, oh, come on, Tate Diggs. You ain't tell me that part. I was like, oh, well, thank you. You know, yes. and I, we were just talking about it. And his, and his, his, his boy, whatever, uh, stepped up and was like, what did he say? He, he said something. I was like, yeah, y'all looking cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, you think I'm cute? It's my birthday too. Maybe we should go and do that. And I was like, uh-uh. Wait. Baby. <laughs> I shut it down real quick. But the, the point is, there was a lot more conversation and bonding mm-hmm. that I had amongst those people than I've ever had meeting people out in Boys Town uh, or whatever the, it's called mm-hmm. now. Um, simply because... There was just this understanding of who we are. We were just there to enjoy each other. And the music was good. I, we got the dance. We was only on the dance floor for a little bit. I wanted to be there a lot longer, but we was only on the dance floor for a little bit. But it was like, hey. Because you was really hey, in it. You was in it. I loved hey, it. Like it, was, it felt so right and so natural. It felt so different to be in a place where I wasn't the one standing out because mm-hmm. of my skin color mm-hmm. and because I was dark. And that rarely happens for me. Mm-hmm. So I truly appreciated that. And whew, yeah, I'm getting all emotional about it now. But like it, it is, it is, it's very different being a dark skinned boy, dark skinned gay boy in North Chicago and going to the gay clubs. It's a very different experience. Yeah. And I want to say, you know, Bulldog, shout out to them again. Like, the space was um, very affirming. I loved it. It's not like they... It's not like it wasn't, like, no white people in there, but it was probably... Or, like, people who weren't black. It was probably 99.7% like, black people. And... When you're a black queer person, we just talked about on Pose how the epicenter of our culture is like the ballroom scene. So if you're not a part of the ballroom scene, then it's kind of like, where am I going to go to, you know, meet people to enjoy my to enjoy my space as a black queer person? Because we've talked about this plenty of times, like when you're in a queer space, like Mab was just talking about, sometimes you have to compromise being black. Yeah. You have to be you have to code switch heavy as hell and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. crazy. Like you can't even be the fullness of yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
But then when you go to cishet black spaces, they don't want the queerness because black black um, blackness is uh, associated with very ma with masculinity. And the darker you are, the more masculine you are. And so if you come in there and you're in a queer person, you, you, it's it just doesn't work out. It's like they don't want the two to converge. But we already know. This is a both and world. You can be a black, queer, and or trans person simultaneously. It's not one or the other. And so going into a place like Bulldogs that celebrates exactly who you are, because the description on the website says a black, a black gay bar. There are not many places in, in the Chicagoland area that say something like that. And so... And if and it's and it's fully just and the bars that I mentioned, um, Club Escape and Jeffrey's Pub, they are fully disassociated and disconnected away from the northern part of Chicago, where the predominantly the rest of the the queer bars are located. It's a full disconnect, mm -hmm. and it's not like a oh I wonder why that is. It's like we already know why that is. Sis, I got three free shots that night of just in three different men one and uh it was a, a straight girl it was like a, a, a boy a guy like i don't even know if they were straight i'm assuming makes the ass out of me <laughs> um but i don't even know but it was it would look like they, they were they were definitely a couple mm -hmm. uh and she presented they, they presented one familiar feminine mm -hmm. and one was like you know dude like right. one nigga. and like they bought me a shot uh, the Jamaican dude brought me a shot, and then that that uh, one dude that was talking to uh, oh, my yeah. friend, mm -hmm. uh, they bought me a shot too. I never had. That's why I was so fucked up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never had in Boys Town in one night three different that's not connected. Buy me a buy me drinks, mm -hmm. buy me a shot because they just enjoy the conversation with me. Mm -hmm. I ain't never had that in here, and I've lived here so long. Right, and I I try to can talk and da 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 da, and but I've never been embraced like that. Yeah, it, you're it, you're not appreciated outside of the ideology of what black men bring to queer culture, which is like the DL thug trade energy, and then uh, uh, in tandem with that is the uh, is a big dick. And it's like, I'm not going to confirm nor deny anything about any of those two statuses. <laughs> but it's like, if you don't, it, 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 it's, it's so disjointed and it's, and it's just not connected. It's like you show up to the space and they want you to perform and behave a certain kind of way. But then when you perform and behave a certain kind of way, as if you were going to be a deal the trade type energy, they will be all nervous and scared and da 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 da, da. Like, it's that. But they love, they want the excitement because they want to, they like, I want to get reamed. I want to get my shit beat in. And it's just like, you just a sexual object. Like you said, it's a fetish. And so I think in the area that you live in, in the um, up on the north side up there, like they really just want black people as like a fetish type of thing. And even me as a trans woman, I'll enter into the space and it's like, you know, people are more concerned about me being real. Like, oh, you look real. You know, you look stylish. You look good. You look glamorous and stuff like that. Like I get, I get that. 
but there's no genuine promise of someone wanting to actually get to know who I am as a person. Exactly. And then the thing about it is when you spend time with people who are immersed in your own culture, there's so many things that do not have to go and be explained and be said. Mm-hmm. Everything is already, for the most part, understood. You know, there, even though black people are not a monolith, there are a lot of things we can immediately agree on that we don't have to try to explain to motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's something that I love about being in that space. Like when we got into Bulldogs, I was like, this is it. This is cute. It it was it was open. It was very spacious. They was in the it was a black bar because they in the back playing spades. They, yes, they were. They I in the, we get that. We walk into the back patio area. They playing spades. Oh it, my god! It was old heads, like it was old gay, like black men playing space. They was wearing stumps and Stacey Adams and shit. Like it was, it, it was, was a black bar. I was so pleased, and every <laughs> it's it's something to be said. I feel like me, particularly as a woman, and particularly as a trans woman, I think for some reason I feel like black gay men have a more of a reverence and more of appreciation of trans women because I was in there. And so even if there may be some that were interested in talking to me, the, for the most part, this is where I feel the safest because a lot of y'all will protect me regardless. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I love feeling space where I feel affirmed and appreciated for exactly who I am without having to jump through hoops. And so I want to um, talk to everyone who has gay black friends. So, you know, if you're friends with us, me and Mab, or if you're friends with other gay black people, and you never went to one of these spots and you stayed there all the time that they wanted to stay there, I think y'all need to start doing stuff like that. Yeah. And this, and there's no tea, there is no shade, but as much time as black queer people have to spend in not black queer spaces trying to have fun and trying to enjoy themselves with songs they don't know. I don't know any of (laughs) the vibe, the energy. You know, sometimes it begins to the point like, what the fuck is this song? (laughs) Who is this? What's happening? And we get older too, so I'm like, who? Right. (laughs) Who? Like, it's, it's getting really tired. It's getting really late. And, um... I, I just I just want people to recognize that we spend so much time as black queer people literally fighting both of these things simultaneously. Yeah. And I really want y'all to recognize the fact that not just not to take away your queerness or whatever your other intersecting identities are, but black queerness is something that's very hard to come by and feel safe in. So if you friends with black queer people, you should be going to their spaces and enjoying their energy with their people. Because if you their friend, you will truly uplift and affirm them in the entirety of the space. Mm-hmm. In the entirety of the time. You know, as much time as we spend going with y'all, going to stuff that we be sitting there really plucked about. And we smile through it because we love y'all. Y'all gonna have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so... One of one of our friends that went into the bar, they they went in and said they're so used to seeing like going into a, a, a queer bar or gay bar. They're so used to seeing um, non-black people that they came in and said, 
oh my God, it's not diverse in here. And I was plucked. I was plucked. I was gagged. I was like, it's not diverse. Let's 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 go back up where we just fucking came from up on the north side. Let's go let's go into one of these bars. Let's talk about diverse now. That wasn't diverse at all. This wasn't diverse, and now we it get was down. Like, it was us and like maybe six or seven other black folks out of like hundred. Like, yeah, like I was like, what you mean? It's not diverse. This is not diverse. And then we get down to this bar, and now all of a sudden, this is this this isn't diverse, which means you're not seeing black people outside of what you want to see. So Did I, you, you imagine that every time we went to a bar like that, and we said that every time, mm-hmm. we would have said that so many times, right? Like if, we would be millionaires if we got a dollar for every time we went into a space there and was like, oh, it's not diverse. Right. And say that. Like, wow. Yeah. And, and it just shows to me that the, you, I, I guess you feel like black people just not supposed to be this prevalent is what I'm kind of getting at. And you're not used to seeing black queer people in, at, the, at this intersection, at this capacity. We just want, I just, I love Bulldogs. It was lovely. It was fun. It was very affirming. We need to go back. We need, to, yeah. we need to stay there the whole night and enjoy yeah. ourselves at the full capacity because we left before the good songs probably start fucking turning on. And I, my shit, I fuck around, move down there, go to Bulldogs and find my husband shit. Because <laughs> trust, trust, let's be very clear, not every man in there is one going to be completely identified as gay. There's not going to be men in there that's going to be completely bisexual or pansexual. If you let people be free and they see who they want and they want to pursue after them, trust me, it's going to happen. Because I even got hit on in the bar. And this supposed to be a, a bus supposed to be for, predominantly for gay men. I'm just like, no. I'm not going to go home with you. But thank you for looking at me and noticing the stunningness. Thank you. Exactly. So even I felt affirmed and safe in the place. It was lovely. So I just want to say that for people who are friends with black queer people, um, black people in general, if you have the air quotes token black friend, y'all gonna have to step it up. Yeah. Period. And um, I just want to talk about the 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 swinging Richards. <laughs> I didn't go for this. Wait, I'm so excited to hear about it. Okay, that's because Nav got very, he turned into a cancer and he and he kind of got a little tip. <laughs> and he might have been expressing his love at the magnitude of a thousand suns. Oh my God, I'm very bad. <laughs> turned into the white girl at the party like he really <laughs> did that. I really did. Too many shots. It was... It was beautiful. I was proud of you. I was like, I've never seen him let go, especially on your birthday. And that's why it was so important to me that we focus on you because it was about you. So, um, but I wanted to make sure when we was down there on vacation that I went to Swing and Richards because I heard, heard the tea about it. Now, off rip, if, if I want to keep it a buck, I was about to be plucked because Swing and Richards <laughs> is misogynistic a little bit. Oh, shit. I was reading some stuff online before we went there, and not the, not people's comments. But I was just reading from directly from the website, and every and every I was reading through, I was going through, I was going through, and it was like the dress code, and it doesn't say a dress code for the men; it has dress code for women. What? I'm confused. Question mark, right? 
It, yeah. it said that we have to be covered right b- above the bus line at least to the mid. I'm like, what is this high school? Yeah, what the fuck? It, it was I mean, Handmaid's Tale, baby. Now, now I I know I just praised gay man a minute ago, but I'm gonna rip y'all real quick right here. I'm like, just because you are a gay man does not exempt you from misogyny. Let's be unequivocally clear. 100%. And even as someone who is a trans person, I participated in misogyny when I was part of the gay queer circuit as as far as being an AMAP person at one point in time, saying things along the lines of um, like, ooh, vaginas, ooh, I'm a gold star, ooh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a platinum mm-hmm. star. Those are, that's misogynistic in the sense that you're saying like touching a vagina or touching a woman in that capacity is horrible. And I participated in that and I can uh, take accountability for that. But as I look at stuff and read things now, I'm just like, girl, what is this? This is late. This is stupid. So I did talk to one of the ladies that there's a lady that does work there. She was working in the restroom and she, and there's only one stall for the ladies room. Let's be one toilet. But y'all need the most toilets. Mm. I've never understood that. Yes. Anyway, and so there's that. And she was talking about, um, I was talking to her and she and um, she was talking about them going to make it a little bit more, um, trying to get it to be a little bit more co-ed because if I want to be clear, um, a lot of cis women specifically, um, they feel very comfortable going into these spaces because um, there are men there who are not inherently attracted to them at, at every capacity. And then more so than that, there are going to be men there who are going to protect them too. So, you know, it's going to be that. Now, I fully and 100,000% understand it is supposed to be dedicated and geared towards gay men. I understand that at every turn. But y'all got to do a little bit better with some of this. Just a little bit. So, but out, and then there's one other thing where they have like this special VIP section where only men could get in and stuff like that. What? Yeah. So, but again, I understand they have rules and things like that. I, it it kind of plucked me because I really wanted to get a <laughs> from this one. <laughs> like, if you paying, I mean, because like I'm I'm pretty sure like it's a lot of dancers up there that are not gay. And you know how that's free money. Free. <laughs> you a dancer. Oh. I was you know a how many women dance for other like it don't make no sense. But anyway, let me talk about the menses. So um Matthew, shout out to Matthew who's on the Regal Hair episode. He I went there before and he was like, Oh, it's gonna be all kinds of men up there, kinds of men, you know. And so, you know, up in the north side where we at, there is like a nice cute little place called the Lucky Horseshoe, which I like to frequent because I like to ogle at men because they ogle at me, so what the fuck? <laughs> so let me just be very clear. Um, so I'm going to look at them. The fuck what you looking at? Anyway, but at the Lucky Horseshoe, they don't do any full frontal nudity. However, comma, at this lovely establishment, Swingin' Richards, it's called Swingin' Richards, air quotes, Swingin' Dicks for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they didn't come out just fully naked. Some of them did. But when they got on the stage, it was, oh. I missed it. Now we got to go. <laughs> anyway, let me just be very clear because I like to watch. You got to watch. You got to watch. 
because you know the dancers come through the front door and you know I'm sitting there watching the front door and the stage because you know, as a woman I have to watch the exits because I just need to know what the fuck is going on but anyway so one came in and you know my type I just talked about it about at the beginning of the episode he was tall and light skin tall and light skin and he, I, he was from the Bronx oh, oh wow his name was New York and I know that's his stage name but he came in with a white tee, um, the New York Yankees hat. And so, so you knew I was just sitting there. I was, you know that Rihanna gif where she's sitting there like, <laughs> I was very that. And so and so Dexter was like, oh no, he not a dancer. And I said, he's a dancer, just wait. Cause he didn't come in with no bag, no nothing. I'm just like, he's a dancer, watch. And then maybe about an hour later, guess who's on stage? New York. New York is on stage. And I was like, well, time to go to upstate New York, child. Let me, let me, let me take myself right on up here. Because more so than that, I definitely want to make sure that this is their job. This is their business. Like, mm-hmm. I'm paying to get in, but I'm also going to make sure I give my money who I want to give it to to help support their business. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That just makes sense to me. So anyway, he smells so good. That's the first thing. <laughs> Smell good. Smells always give me. If you smell good, Jesus H. Christ in heaven, that will get me going. Anyway, he um he got up there. He wasn't like the best dancer in the world and nothing like that. And it was all right. But you know, when it's your type, you will you will you will excuse everything else. You will. <laughs> you will excuse everything else. But it's the, not a red flag, it's pink. Baby. <laughs> it's a soft pink. It's it's a soft pink. And, but there was this, so there was this, they didn't call it this, but this was like the chocolate line that came out. So they had three dancers at a time, each Ooh. time. So New York was up there with some other, somebody else. So it wasn't hard to pick him and go give him some money. But it was these three other ones. It was these two slimmer bills. They was a little bit more muscular than you. Like you have a great bill, like I, just a little bit more mass. I would say mm-hmm. about your height, Mab. I would have fell in love. Like, can I drink from the chocolate fountain? Baby, <laughs> this was, this was, they have fire hoses, Mab. They have fire hoses. Between their legs. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Fire hoses. And they was on the poles and they was spinning and they was just doing all this kind of stuff. And one had a beard and one didn't. And I was just like, oh my God. They was and they and they would just whip it out and it was just like like oh. it was like thud. It was like what is happening? And you know I'm gonna put myself I'm gonna put myself completely out there. Yes, I went up there. Yes, I gave them some money. Yes, they might have hit me in the face with they dick. Yes. It might have happened a few times. Because you know they go in sacks. They was gorgeous. It was it was lovely. It was... I, I probably spent way too much fucking money. You did it, though. I did it, though. And I will be returning. They sold me the fantasy. You know how they'd be like, you, you can go to a strip club and it'd be late and boring? Mm-hmm. They sold the product. They sold the fantasy. I was like, okay. All right. See, and it takes a type of person to be able to do that. It takes some confidence. It takes 
it takes a lot of stuff to be able to do that. Stuff stuff that I don't have. So I commend them. I I commend them entirely. It was it was gorgeous. It was all types, you know. So don't let me don't let me try to over undersell other people. But I just remember what I saw and what I liked. It was it was a Twinkie boy. It was a man who got there. He was fully tatted, and and he just got up there with with some cargo shorts, and he was just standing up there, and he wasn't really moving around. And then nobody was tipping them. Then all of a sudden, he took them pants off, and baby, I think it was almost at his knees. Oh my goodness! I was like, and you know, everybody went up that day, and I was just like, oh, so he waited. Everybody just want to touch it. They was waiting. They will let you touch, baby. They want their money. Touch them. <laughs> oh my God! So, and I love tattoos, baby. Ooh, I love me some tattoos. <sighs> I had a. Fu- okay. See, y'all got us over here getting hot and bothered. We talking about all these men. Talking about chocolate city and stuff. <laughs> it was tattoos and piercings. It was. Are there piercings? Does somebody have piercings? <sighs> I love tattoos and piercings. <laughs> Y'all heard that, man? Like tattoos and piercings. Go ahead and put your description out there. What else you need? What What else is your criteria? It depends. I love fades and stuff, but I like hair too. I like long hair too. It depends. You can have. You got to be able to work it though. It can't be nasty and matted and under. It got to be like nice dress mm. or like some long. Like you got to be well managed. Um. Hygiene is important. They smell so good, ma'am. And I it, like hygiene. And you know, they it was a pole right there, and one of them put their leg up, and he came close. He said, "He said, you know, I ain't gay. Like you look everything." I'm just like, don't say that. Don't say that. It was the one with the beard and the snapback, and he was just looking at me. And when I was walking, you know, again selling the fantasy, selling the product, I was like, yeah. I was like, how many dollars you want? One, two. You, you know, a lot of people have a lot. Because there is a big issue with the whole gay for pay thing. Oh. There is an issue with that. I, yeah, with the whole, like, perpetuating certain stereotypes mm. of gay men. These straight men are emulating to... But... <laughs> okay, before we go, I just want to hit that right quick. Because it was this thing. Um, who does it? Flash me away. And um, I think it was it was a conversation. Some, I don't remember what it was from. Don't so Flashman Wade is one who does it. Um, Sean Sean Raymond, who is gorgeous, I would he could choke me. Um, and uh, God, what is his name? Grandy, and then a couple other. You know, they they will queer bait you because the way you know, like Dexter always says, attraction comes first. So if you see what you like. You gonna you gonna commit to and you gonna purchase the product. So if you got an OnlyFans and you're a man and then you find out that your fan base is mostly gay men and then you start queer baiting in that way, part of me is just like, yeah, that does make sense. But then the the caveat of the situation I feel like is you can't be pressed or bent out of shape if one someone calls you out for queer baiting because you are doing it. Yeah. And then two, the second thing is you can't be bent out of shape if someone assumes you to be a queer person. Exactly. All yeah. you have to do is say no. I am a I'm not a queer person, but I but my fan base that when I the way I make my money is for getting it from queer men in that kind of way. 
Cause I'm not. It's not that. It's not that women don't pay for the content, but the way that we've allowed men to be hypersexual, especially for, through the eyes of being a, a queer man and stuff like that, they will purchase the product and invest in it and stuff like that a whole lot more readily than we allow women to be. Cause we can't even let women be sexual for the sake of themselves being sexual. The way we, the way that we attack Megan the Stallion for some god knows reason. Stupid. So it's like this cyclical, stupid effect where it's just like, we don't want to objectify people, but we're going to fully objectify people. But we can't, be, well, we want to be mad at people who are being naked. It's just like, girl, what? Decide. <laughs> like, Can you just decide? It's stupid. <laughs> it, it irritates me. So what I will say is, if you are going to do some kind of um, thing where you uh, uh, take advantage of your body and you mass produce it and you mass produce, that don't sound right. But if you put it out there for people to uh, indulge in and you making your money off of it, make sure you are clear. I am not gay or I'm not queer or whatever, but I know my fan base and I want to ensure they get quality content. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you they still, even if you out yourself as a straight person, See how I use that word? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I guarantee you, they still gonna, they still gonna buy the shit. They still gonna buy it, cause trust me, like, the fantasy is real. It's the fantasy. It's the fantasy of it. So I don't think it's bad as long as you take accountability and ownership of the situation. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so this was um. So, of course, Mav told us at the beginning, you know, at the very beginning of the episode that he's going to be on a small hiatus as he gets his things kind of moving and shifting because he's got so many beautiful things happening in his life. Look, all these boxes. Look at all them damn boxes. And like all the shit off the wall. Mm. It's all gone. I need it. I love, I'm so proud of you that all the things you've done, all the progress you've made, your new job, your stuff you're doing at August. Remember, um, what is it, August 7th, market days at 8 o'clock on which stage? Uh, the community stage. On the community stage, Mab will be performing a set. I will be there screaming my head off. Oh, my God. Um, because Tadric is going to be there this, that weekend. It's so many, like, famous queer black folks that's going to be there. And I'm like, I they probably not going to see me, but it's just the fact that I get to perform on stage and they're in the vicinity. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they, that's so cool. They might hear you. And, they, and Tadric say, can you write, can we write a song together? I want you to be like, yeah. You take out your pen and paper right there. We can start now. Like, uh, I already got you ready. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Just like, let's go get them. <laughs> let's go get them. I love you, sister. I love you too, Mab. And so I'm going to continue to do um episodes. If if it's me solo dolo, you know, I'm sorry, I gotta listen to me talk by myself. But if I get some people on here to talk, that would be sensational, be beautiful, be sickening. I would love it. Um, and this is not the um, end of Black to the Future podcast. We love and appreciate everybody. Please go and support us and um, share the content, leave uh, reviews, five stars on Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Um, comment in the, on Instagram, tweet us, all the things. The links are in the description down there. Shout out to MJ and Lena once again. Um, shout out to Bulldogs, Swinging Richards. Y'all got to fix y'all misogyny a little bit, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and 
If you have a birthday, please celebrate it. I'm a, I'm a birthday fanatic because you, and I hate to say this, but you never know when your last birthday is going to be. You're right. Please live and celebrate it. It is the beginning of your life. And every time you live one more year, you are a blessing and you should be celebrated and loved and appreciated for it. Full stop. Boom. Amen. And a woman. Amen, amen, and a woman. And hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Bye, y'all. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all black to the future. future.